Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, January 17th, 2022. Born again. These words come from the Bible, but they are words that are still used today, and not just by Christians, not just by preachers like me, but even by the culture. We think of even the term evangelicals and how that is used to describe a certain uh, subset of people in our culture, and one thing that often will identify uh, those people is people that identify as born-again Christians. You, you will see that phrase in headlines today, but it's good for us to go back to the beginning and remind ourselves where in the world that phrase comes from. And we're going to see it today in John chapter 3. We're going to go have to go all the way back to this conversation that Jesus has with one of the Pharisees, a man named Nicodemus. And we'll find that even though we're separated by a couple thousand years and some pretty big cultural differences, we're going to see some big similarities between Nicodemus and a lot of people today. Nicodemus comes to Jesus, and in verse 2, he says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And when we look at that verse, I don't think that Nicodemus is actually taking Jesus literally. Uh, I don't think he is that obtuse right? Uh, I think when he says, how can a man be born when he is old? He, he, I don't think he says that Jesus is saying you literally have to somehow get inside your mother and be born physically again. I think Nicodemus is basically saying, come on, Jesus, that's ridiculous. It's his way of saying, you're talking gibberish, right? There's, what, what do you mean, Jesus? And I think the reason why he is saying this is because he is offended. He cannot believe that Jesus is implying that Nicodemus isn't already headed to heaven. Jesus says to him, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's the implication that, hey, Nicodemus, I'm talking about you too. And Nicodemus is taking umbrage at the idea that he's not headed to heaven. And that's where there's a lot of people like Nicodemus today. In fact, if you look and you do studies of how many Americans believe in heaven, um, and then you also study how many Americans think they're going to heaven, uh, the percentages are pretty much exactly the same. Uh, so what does that tell you? It tells you that basically everybody believes that there that believes there is a heaven believes that they're going there. Where Jesus is saying, no, you have to be born again. You are not going to heaven unless you are born again. And so we see that warning there from Jesus. And that's where 
many of you listening to this podcast, that's something you need to grapple with. None of us are going to heaven by default. If you are headed to heaven, it's only because you have been born again. And that's one way that I think that image is helpful. How many of us on our birthdays are giving ourselves a big pat on the back saying, look at me, I was born today, right? All those years ago, however many it was for you, I was born, I did it, right? We don't praise ourselves for our accomplishment in being born. No, call your mother on your birthday. She shouldn't call you. You should be calling her saying, thank you, mom. Um, But because she did all the work. You were just along for the ride, so to speak. And that's where I think when we think about being born again, uh, the Bible makes it clear that, that there's an active role, there's repentance and faith. Those are real things, but ultimately we have to give the glory to God. We have to realize, and he goes on to talk about the work of the Spirit and the Spirit blowing wherever it wishes, right? We have to all admit, if the Spirit had not worked on my heart, if the Spirit had not drawn me to Christ, I would not have been born again, just like I would not have been born physically without all these things that were outside of my control happening. I think that reality should warn all of us. We shouldn't take salvation for granted, but it also should fill all of us with gratitude for our salvation. It's not something we earned. It's not something that we accomplished in our own might. Same with being born physically. We have been born again, and we give the praise and the glory for that to God. And I hope you do that today. And not only in that process of being born again, do we give glory to God, but also what made that salvation possible. And that's where we're going to get to some key verses later in the chapter in verse 14, where it says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So there we're reminded the, also the only reason we can have eternal life is because God so loved the world that he gave his son, that Jesus came into this world, and ultimately that Jesus was lifted up, that he was lifted up on the cross. That is the only hope that we have for salvation. And we need to worship God. We need to praise God as a result of that, for what Jesus has done for us. Now, what keeps people from being born Again, look at verse 19. It says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So what is keeping people from being born again? Well, they love darkness rather than light. And again, this is you'll see this a lot in John, this interplay between divine sovereignty, God's sovereignty, and human responsibility. Right? We've talked about, hey, if we're born again, we have to give glory to God. We can't praise ourselves for that. But at the same time, we see this passage kind of talking about the people who, hey, they love darkness rather than light. It's not, well, sorry, you're not born again. That That's unlucky for you. It's no, you're accountable for that because you are loving darkness rather than light. And that's where maybe some of you listening to this podcast, you know all the right answers. But you need to admit you are a modern day Nicodemus. You think because you go to church, you think because you do some good things that you are headed to heaven. But the brutal reality is 
You love darkness rather than light, and you're walking in the darkness. And the word of God is calling you to repent. There is life, eternal life available for you. Turn from your sin and believe in Christ. That's what God is calling you to do. And I hope John 3 serves as a reminder for you and a call for you to do that. The end of the chapter talks about John the Baptist, and there's just one thing I want to pick out from what he says. We could, you know, this podcast could be an hour long every day, but mercifully for me, but probably even more so mercifully for you, we try to keep it to 10 to 15 minutes. But one thing that John the Baptist says um, there is people are basically saying, whoa, Jesus is now baptizing more people than you, John, almost with this implication that, whoa, that, that's not a good thing. We should be, we want to be the number one baptizer, right? We want to win that award. I love what John says in verse 27. John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. Man, what an amazing answer. What a humble answer. I mean, If you could look up entitlement, this is the opposite of entitlement, saying there is not one thing in life, there is not one thing in ministry that I can claim as my own without saying God gave that to me. I think that's a very healthy perspective as we look at things in our life, whether it's ministry opportunities, whether it's just other things, it's good for us to say, you know, I can't claim any of this as my own. It's all been given to me from heaven, and I hope that mindset dominates our perspective today. Now let's go on to the book of Job, chapters 35 through 37, where we'll see the rest of Elihu's comments. And again, you know, we look at this and uh, we have to view kind of everything as a a mixed bag. We, We see his friends, even what Job says, it's not so easy that, well, this is all untrue or, oh, this is all true. We have to really think through it. The good news is starting tomorrow, we'll get to read some stuff that we don't really have to evaluate. We know it's true because it is God who shows up and speaks. So be looking forward to tomorrow in our reading. But today we see Elihu, and again, uh, you see him, he he does come across pretty pompous. Don't think it's the best example. Uh, Look at chapter 36, 3 and 4. I will get my knowledge from afar and ascribe righteousness to my maker, for truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Uh, Let me give you a free bit of advice. If you're trying to counsel somebody who's grieving, don't introduce yourself as one who is perfect in knowledge. Not a great strategy. But Elihu does say some things that really point us to God. They point us to his greatness. And those are true things. And I think they're actually, they're setting up God entering the scene in chapter 38. I think in some ways, Elihu's words are preparing us for God showing up and proclaiming, declaring his own glory. So I think Elihu is serving a valuable purpose there, even though we don't want to emulate everything about how he is doing it. But we can look forward to tomorrow when God will show up and speak out of the whirlwind. And today we can be grateful for our salvation, that we are born again, and we can just be grateful in general saying, there's not one thing in my life that I can receive that has not been given to me by God. So let's rejoice in the joy of being born again today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.